What's up, y'all? This is Tiny and Kelvin Smith. Running back DeAndre Torrey. Senior receiver Michael Lawrence. Senior guard DJ Draper. And you're listening to Bruni's Breakdown Podcast, your home for North Texas sports. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Bruni's Breakdown, the 24-7 sports podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Bruni. And with me, as usual, the incomparable Colin Mitchell. Shout out to Rob Coffee for that word. Incomparable. I love. I like. I like it. Thanks. I see, appreciate that. See, do you know? Because Rob Coffee in the I, press box. Yeah. Yeah. You got. Okay. You got. Yeah. I know who Rob Coffee is. Yeah. I'm just making sure. He always says the incomparable. You know, so and so. Yeah. So. Yeah. I had to throw you that one. Because you're incomparable, Colin. Thank. Thank you so much. Um, <laughs> on this edition of Bruni's breakdown, the bye week version. The bye week version. What, 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 what do we got ahead of us today? Oh, Bruni? we got a, we got a fun podcast. We got a fun podcast. We got some. Um, <laughs> we shouldn't even joke about this. Um, <laughs> anyways, you had to say that I we wasn't going to joke. We have about some it. basketball stuff to talk about. That's all I'll say. And then we got Southern Miss preview. Uh, we'll give our panic meter, and then we'll talk about how um, bad Conference USA is. Could we just say worse than how bad they already were? Worse than last year? Worse than they've been in a long time? No, worse than they were at the beginning of the season. Like it's just oh. it, gets, it gets worse week by week. Because we already talked about how bad they've been. You mean conference champions Western Kentucky aren't convincing you right now with a 20-3 to win over Old Dominion last night? So, supposed conference champion North Texas isn't convincing me. Jesus. So I don't know if anyone's convincing us right now. Um, oh, yeah. UTEP also beat... Or no, UTSA beat UTEP. Hold on. That's an awful game. I don't. I'm glad I didn't watch it. I'm just gonna. We're, I'm just gonna throw out one stat line, and then we're not gonna talk about it. Okay. Again, UTSA won 26 to 13. Narcisse, the quarterback that came in for Frank Harris against North Texas, was six for 16 for 46 yards and a touchdown in that game. Yeah. And that's it. We're done there. That's okay. It. Right. That's it. All right. Let's move on. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's, let's move on. But yeah, so we don't. We're not gonna make this an overly long podcast. We'll get in, get out. Um, we, there are there was some news though over the week that we have to start with, Colin. Yes. And we're gonna go to basketball because it's basketball season now. Basically, they're into their practices. They have uh, scrimmages coming up. They have uh, games starting November fifth. So my body's ready. A month away. My body's ready. It's here, Colin. So let's NBA starting, college oh, basketball yes. starting. For those of you, for for any new listeners who weren't here last season, go ahead. Basketball is a whole nother animal to me and Bruni. It's we, like I don't even know. I don't even know the metaphor. We are just we're big basketball guys. First, I think we're both basket. Oh, we love football. Don't get us wrong. We love watching football, talking football, and everything like that. We know football is all obviously the giant in in Texas. Yeah, and we love talking about it, but basketball has been our uh, our go-to in yeah. a way so we yeah. we enjoy talking about basketball a lot so you'll see us get very excited once that starts but anyways we have to start with put some, your hands together like like we have to start with some <laughs> shut up you just did it i just saw it <laughs> i was excited okay I, I, I saw it okay we have to start with some not so good news though con because it was reported when was this tuesday Tuesday afternoon? I think. No, Wednesday morning. I believe it was Wednesday morning. Okay. I believe it was Wednesday morning. I'm not positive, but Wednesday morning, uh, it was reported by Brett Vito at the DRC that Roosevelt Smart was arrested on a DWI charge, um, arrested at 2 p.m. or 2 a.m. Apparently, he was pulled over because his registration sticker was out of date, and then they saw signs of intoxication, and so they had him, you know, run some tests, and um, what's the word? Vert, not verdict. Um, decided that he was, um, under the influence. So yeah, he was taken into jail. In jail, got him out of there, and he is su- suspended from the team indefinitely at the moment. Yeah, he's not a part of the team right now. Uh, they're waiting on more information to come back. Mm-hmm. Coach McCaslin said so from his blood alcohol level. You know the percentage. They're waiting to get that back and some other details back. So yeah, and just just to confirm, so everyone else knows, DWI is alcohol only, correct? And then DUI can also be other stuff. Yes. And, he, and Rose got a DWI, so it wasn't yes. like he was on drugs. Also, yes, yes, yeah. that's that's how I understood it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, obviously a terrible, terrible thing. Um, 
thankfully he's okay and nobody was injured or anything but he was uh, arrested he's suspended from the team and definitely he's not practicing with the team right now he's not you know with the team at all right now in any, any capacity so we'll see how it plays out my first reaction was like well because when you first hear that you think like he got pulled over because like he was like swerving right. between lanes yeah, you, or he hit something you don't or something think like registration that. sticker. Yeah, you yeah. think he was clearly drunk and driving. Yes, yes. And right. so when you get a, when you see that it's a registration sticker, then it's kind of like okay, well, I mean maybe he was just like right there. Some you don't know the level of how intoxicated he was. So right. we don't want to speculate on that or speculate on anything like how uh, intoxicated he was. But right, and we're not sitting here saying that driving while well, drinking or ha- having alcohol and use fine or anything but yes. obviously there's varying levels there to, varying to levels. danger there. of course yes and i definitely think it's a big deal to to get um a dwi but we'll see what what happens when the reports come out when every all the facts come out everything like that and then coach mccaston and the team will make an official statement and we'll get all the information that we need to make a cohesive statement about this i guess yeah but People are asking, you know, does this mean he's done for the season? Does this mean he's out for non-conference play? Does this mean, you know, this and that? Well, the first thing I asked you right when I heard it was, is he off the team? Like, do you think he's off the team? And obviously the first thing that was in both of our minds was he was, like we said, the thing that pops into your head is he's swerving all over the road and being a danger to others. Yeah. And I forgot what you had said. What? When I asked you, do you think he's off the team? Um. Oh, man, I don't remember what I said either. But basically... The way I looked at it was like, cause in, like we like we said, I I, I guess the worst. I just right, assume yeah, the worst. Assume, so then, you always assume when the I worst. assume the worst, I assume like that's bad, and that's like I don't I don't know if you can come back can come back from that. But if it's not as bad as we thought it was, then I definitely think that there is going to be some room for him to grow and for him to fix himself and for him to return to the team at some point during the season yeah um we have to give preston hodge um credit he sent the question in uh best guess on when smart will return before or after ou what are the biggest adjust oh and then he sent another question for the bye week but yeah he asked when the um about the rose situation so it's um i mean okay we talked about this before but this team is so deep now at the guard at the guard position especially um, I don't. Well, uh, I think we need to we need to we need to differentiate last we year's do, depth and then this year's depth because this year's depth is this year's depth has a lot more top end talent. Whereas last year, someone could get injured and there was always a next man up mentality and they were they were able to play. So like last year you had Mike Miller, uh, you know DJ was able to step in whenever if Rose was not able to play or something like that. But now you have Reese, you have Javon Hamlet. I mean you have guys that are yeah Mo DJ yeah, yeah that, that are way better. Not only from themselves last year, but also the new talent that came in. So I think we need to specify last year's depth and this year's depth. One thing I do want to say before we get into that is kind of the moral question. Right, of course. Right. So I don't want to just throw straight into basketball and be like, okay, well, when can we get Rose back? Right, like, yeah. This and like just look straight on the court because there is a moral aspect to it that you have to address. That the I mean, the team is going to have to address first of all that you know you have a player that gets arrested goes to jail like spends the night there yeah because of a DWI you kind of have a moral question as a team to be like okay how long does he deserve to sit out like how long does a mistake like this warrant someone sitting out and again we still have the facts to um we still need the facts to rely on but there is a moral question and I don't really know the answer to it I I don't know, like, if it's low and, like, the risk or, like, his, like, he was just on the border of, you know, whatever, the alcohol yeah. percentage level, yeah. then it changes some stuff. But I think at minimum, I mean, let's just speculate real quick. At minimum, they start games November 5th, December 5th? Yeah, a month. It, it, regardless, you have to do something. They, they play, just, they play Oklahoma, not, here we go, they play Oklahoma on December 5th. I think he misses that. He misses that. Yeah, I, I think. I, I think. Do, and yeah. then after that, then best you, case scenario, he misses that. I think he misses that, and then you have 
three, four non-conference games and then conference. Yeah. And so again, I don't, I don't want to look at this just as on a basketball level as like, okay, you got to get them back. You know, you got to get them back in a rhythm before conference play. No, because this is, this is an injury. This is, um, this is an arrest and this was a problem and this was an issue on his part. Mm-hmm. And he's already apologized for it. He's made a statement on Twitter and everything like that, that he's going to grow from it and whatnot. But you know, there there are steps that have to be taken. So I think definitely, I think until, I think he misses the OU game December 5th. And then after that, then it's in the It's air. up in the air. But we'll see. If it's worse than we thought, then it'll be worse than that. It'll be later into the season. Mm-hmm. If it's not as bad as that, and if it was very, something light, something on the edge, then it could be less than that. But we don't know yet. I'm just, we're kind of speculating right now that December 5th, I feel like is a good yeah. um, landmark to watch for. Anyway. Yeah. So, um... But yes, to go on the court, you mentioned it. We this North, we believe that this North Texas team has a lot more just pure depth on it, a lot more experience on it. Yeah. Whereas you know last year Mo didn't play, uh, hadn't played before. Mm-hmm. You don't have really backups for Rose because they don't have the three and the fours. So Rose was having to yeah, play. Yeah, they had like wing the, players last year. Yeah, so they were gonna they were having to play Mike Miller at the four, Rose at the four. Mm-hmm. You know, guys. There's this year you have Reese, you have uh, Dang, you have uh, Larry Larry Wise. Larry Wise, I forgot his last name. Yeah, you have Tom. I mean, you you have, you have tons of guys. Yeah, Thomas play the wing. Uh, Abdul. I mean, there's there's tons of wings on this team now, and it's hard it, it's hard to kind of talk about this without having like a full on basketball preview because we haven't yet. Yeah, but. I mean, when I, when I also when I remember when I asked you, I feel like another difference too is if this team two years ago when Rose was having his ridiculous season, yes, there's more urgency there th- then than there is now because you could argue that Rose isn't even the fourth best player on this team. Yeah, you could. You could yeah. very well make that argument. And it's not a... Do you think this is the top-heavy team? Or do you think this is I kind think of a deep... I, I think, do you think I th- this is kind of a one through eight team in a way? I feel like the team's deep, but I don't think they're going to use it like they did last year. I think they're going to rely on their top-end talent this year. That's interesting. We'll get into that in our preview. Um, but I definitely... All, all I'm trying to say is that they have, on the court, when you look at them, they have straight guards. Mo, DJ, James Reese, Javion Ham- Hamlet. You know, they have pure guards. JJ Murray. They have pure guards that can play at the one and the two. Mm-hmm. And those guys will not need to play the three and the three four and like the four. They did last year. Exactly, because they have threes and fours now. So now your depth at the one and two is even more saturated and right. even more compact because those guys aren't spread out as much. Mm-hmm. So that's all I'm trying to say with that. So on the court, I think they will be okay uh, with however much time Rose misses. Um, it's going to be up to him to come back and, you know, get his, get his life together and, you know, learn from this mistake because it is a mistake and Nick Saban had that viral clip yeah. what was it like a month ago at this point saying that you have to give young people a chance to grow and stuff and so we'll learn the severity of of everything and we'll come back with an update later on but I think it's something that the he'll learn from and he'll grow from yeah I talked to Rose the day before and he was just really excited to start the season and really excited to improve and start his senior year so he was excited to be healthy, and now it looks like he might miss time for a different reason. So that sucks. But yeah, that's all we had on the Rose situation. Um, oh, I did. I do want to touch on some basketball stuff real quickly before we go to Southern Miss, because I went to two practices, two full practices this week. Um, I wrote a VIP story about it for those of y'all who are VIP subscribers. Um, also, shameless plug, you can get the first two months of Mingering 24-7 that's, that's a, that's a, for a dollar. That's a mid-podcast plug. It's not even an end-podcast that's plug. That's how you know it's a big deal. That, that's, yeah. <laughs> for one dollar. Br- Bernie wrote a whole two, story over it. You can get two months. I was kind of instructed by corporate, but regardless. Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> regardless, two months for one dollar, you can get all our VIP stuff. I mean, practice notes, football analysis, recruiting insider information, our board post, go down the list, $2, $1 for two months. So even if you don't want to come back after two months, you spend $1 and you get two months for free. Like, I just think that. But they're going to come back anyways because it's so great. It's so, so. great. Okay. Uh, but yeah, basketball on the basketball court, there was definitely... Man, everyone was asking me, you know, what do you think? What do you think about the guys? And be like, Coach... Guys, I listen to three. I've been to three practices. It's it's tough to 
form full thoughts when you've been to three practices. And I don't want to be one of those guys that comes out here and be like, Hot taken everywhere, just like this guy's gonna be the best player on the team. Yeah, yeah. I saw Javion Hamlet hit a three. Yes. <laughs> so, but but no, there is a lot of optimism. I feel like Emoji Gibson was terrific, and I mean we kind of expected that because he worked out with Damian Lillard. So yeah, that, that, he wasn't just around Damian <laughs> Lillard. They took a picture together. They took a picture together. Yes, that matters. I feel, um, I feel like he's gonna be featured on 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 next Shaq disc. Right. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Imagine. I saw you. Uh, no. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> uh, one guy, Jalen Jackson, true freshman, has been really impressive. I think I expect him to redshirt, but he's been impressive just because of his defense, which we both expected yeah. coming into the year. Like he was gonna be a good defender. Um, the only other guy that can possibly redshirt on this team, I mean, obviously people can redshirt theoretically, right, but who's going to? But who's going to? Right? It's like Jalen Jackson's the only true freshman on this team. One other name that could possibly redshirt is assuming no injuries obviously uh is Shaquem Alcindor right because they burned it last year they burned it last year and then they never played him again they played him for five games for like 30 minutes total total yeah <laughs> so that's that's a name that's, to that's to interesting look for. yeah that because you have we didn't expect that coming no in. well you have some depth there I mean you have dang you Thomas have is six eight six yeah. nine I yeah. mean Zach you have I mean Jemaya is six four obviously but he can play a forward position um, but then, like we said, Abdul six seven. Like we, this team has taller guys now that can take some of the load off mm-hmm. of guys. So, and then I think that when they go small this year, it won't be six three Mike Miller at the center position. It might be <laughs> it might be six six um, Abdul or six eight Thomas. Right. Like they right. still have guard capabilities and they are wing players, but they are big enough to you know, play on the inside and play with yeah. opposing bigs. I think one thing that I saw that's going to be very apparent is that this team was second in conference state in rebounds last year and mm-hmm. rebounding margin. They're probably going to be first this year. Well, a lot of that was also Ryan. We, we, can, we can't ignore Ryan's rebounds last year. Okay, but why was Ryan having to rebound? Because they were having the bigs get back. I think part of it's that, but part of it, I think, is because they had... Six, four, six. Like they had Jemiah Simmons. Fair. They had Rose everyone, at the four. They if, had, if, if Zach didn't get it, then yes, some if, other guard would get if it. If Zach didn't get it, Rose or Ryan was probably at times like the second tallest player on the court for North Texas. Yeah, that's fair. That's a fair point. That's like, a fair point. So I think that, and and also let's not forget Ryan. A lot of times just was just around the basket in general yeah. on offense for offensive rebounds, but and defense. Um, he kind of just flew around, so he was a really good player in that aspect as well. And also, they liked him getting rebounds so he could push. So I anticipate Javion to get a, a good amount of rebounds. Obviously, not Ryan numbers, but even if he doesn't, I think you got if Thomas Bell plays at the four, if Dane Gow's at the four, if Abdul's at the four, if Jemiah's at the four, who also I think has taken a little bit of a step forward because last year he looked like a deer in headlights with how fast the game was going, mm-hmm. and now it's kind of slowed down for him a little bit. I still need to see him hit some threes because that was always his biggest problem and that's what separates people abdul's hit abdul hit a few threes yeah that was promising to me yeah but we need to see it kind of um we need to see that develop but anyways i just think that the four position will have more of an impact on the rebound it's gonna it's gonna look a lot more like a traditional type of basketball lineup instead of and that's what we wanted that was every every basketball podcast last year was about how how can you make this happen? And they've done they've done it. So it is. it's just a matter of executing now. Uh, one note that I want to um mention is that Western Kentucky lost one of their four star guys. I don't know if we should I celebrate that. Or I, I, I was gonna say I don't. It. I was I was gonna say I don't I don't remember the reason why that happened, or did he just decommit? Um, what's his name? Eli Wright. That's his name. He was a four star. No, he he left the team. I don't remember what what the reason was. But okay, well if it's nothing that's sad for him. Then yes, I'm celebrating because okay. I don't like WKU. <laughs> he uh yeah he was at Mississippi State and then he went over there. I don't so I don't I just don't they, get they still have a, they, they still get have everybody they still have plenty of guys. So they have let's let's run through their they have oh what's I his, can't remember uh what's yes, his Charles Bassey Charles how do I forget his name Charles Look, Bassey you have Tavion Hollingsworth Tavion Hollingsworth Jared Savage he's still there yes Jared Savage is still oh the only one they lost goodness. is Lamont Bearden it's the only one they oh lost oh my and then they picked up a guard a different guard who's gonna be probably better than Tavion Hollingsworth 
So, ladies and gentlemen, Conference USA Championship uh, is going to be between North Texas and WKU. Hot take. <laughs> Not hot take. Not hot take at all. But anyways, that's all. Um, I think that's all the basketball stuff I had. I just want to mention that. So keep your eye out for West Kentucky. Hopefully that they, hopefully they don't destroy everybody like we expect. Well, we expected it last year and it didn't happen. So they made the conference championship. Right, but I'm saying they, they, uh, you're right. saying they they underperformed for you the are amount right. of talent they had. You are right. You are right. They just came in second. Yeah, without trying, it didn't really yes. look like <laughs> without with a very poor offense. Yeah, that, like, Bassey was supposed to go in the first round until WKU yeah. just didn't try. Charles so. looked completely out of like out of rhythm, and he yeah. just looked like he was out there playing pickup. So I think they'll have urgency this year. I think it'll be yeah. scary, but we'll get into that on our preview later. Even Football. Though, yeah. Okay. Sure. Preview. Southern Miss time, Colin. Oh, we're just skipping straight to Southern Miss. Oh, what, what? You, don't, you don't have other stuff. I thought you wrote down other stuff. I did, but I wrote it down afterwards. Oh, okay. We're doing preview then the other stuff afterwards. We always do the preview last. Oh, damn it, Colin. Okay. Well, All right. We do. You just ruined my whole pre-production. Well, you ruined this our whole precedent. Well, we, okay. We already talked about Conference USA. Yeah. Oh well, no, we talked about UTSA and. <laughs> ju- we'll just okay. WKU podcast are all of a sudden three and zero. Yes, I think I picked them to only win two games. So I'm you already, did. I've, I'm already lost that. Uh, Do you want me to? How about this? Let's just talk about. Let's just talk about how bad they are, because that's the point of this. How bad who is Conference USA is? Oh yeah. Well, FIU is zero and two in conference, as we all know. They beat UMass this week, but it doesn't really count. Old Dominion, obviously, we know what they are. Not good. Charlotte, we know what they are. Middle beat Marshall last night. Marshall's looked awful. Marshall scored 13 points. <sighs> yeah, I don't know what to say because Marshall coming into the year, I kind of expected them to... People expected them to win, win the division. Well, look at this East division. Uh, Marshall and FIU are a combined 0-3 right now. Mm-hmm. FAU was the only team that we predicted to be good, us experts, and they're 1-0. We also predicted FIU to be good. No, that's what I'm saying. FIU and Marshall. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about... We predicted about... both of them to be good. Okay, you're saying FAU is the only one we got right. Yes, yes yeah. exactly. Yeah. West Kentucky leads with 3-0. Three, three they don't have an easy schedule because they don't play Rice or UTEP or UTSA. But um, you play is in front of you. And I think the East Division has shown that they are a little more stout at the bottom, at least. Yeah. I mean, they don't have UTEP. There's, and, no, uh, there's no other way to say this. You don't. You don't have UTSA, UTEP, and Rice at the bottom of that yeah, division. Those are, those are all probably the three worst teams in the FBS. <laughs> those are those are awful teams. So yeah, again, North Texas fans are going to pick up three wins just by showing up. So North Texas will at least have three more wins along with what they have right now. So at least we talked about this earlier. These are handed wins. Yeah, that's how we described them before. Yeah, um, UAB. Defeated Rice last night in a game that had two lightning delays. That was so so long. I just kept checking my phone. I wasn't watching the game. Don't I was going to say, were you watching No, that I game? was not watching that game. There were plenty of good games on. SMU game, terrific game. I'm just saying, give Mason James Prochet. That man is... Mason's throwing for 350 yards a game. James Prochet makes that offense. And that it's might be a hot like take. He's a Rico Bussy and or Jalen Guyton. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he is Rico Bussy, but this team doesn't have Rico Bussy anymore. So, um, yeah, SMU, or I'm sorry, Southern Miss is 1-0, as we know. La Tech is 2-0. North Texas is 1-0. So that's Conference USA run down real quick. Are we still predicting North Texas to win the conference? Or to win the division, I should say? I'm not even going to go conference yet. I feel like you kind of have to. Because... They, you'd hope that they could beat those other teams. That's what I'm saying, dude. That's what I'm saying. I just don't understand. I think it's just we, every week we've talked about this. We didn't, first of all, coming into the season, we didn't realize that Conference USA was so much worse than literally any conference. Yeah, except in maybe FBS. the MAC, but that's it. Yeah, and they don't play any of the teams from there. And SMU has shown that they're just a step above. I mean, every team that 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 a conference opponent has played that's outside of Conference USA has com- completely destroyed them if they were at all considered yes, better. Exactly. So, well, what was it? Gosh, I wish I had the number up. North Texas, or uh, Conference USA is like 0-18 against Power 5 schools this year, and they're yeah. like 9-5 and 
13 or something like that against a group of five schools. Something along those lines. Those aren't the exact numbers, but you right. get the point. They're not not only are they not beating the big schools, but they're not even beating like the teams, teams in that they, the group they were of like five. Hey, yeah, exactly. exactly. So yes, they, they they haven't really played any conference USA teams except for UTSA, and again, so again, if they don't win the conference, I think it's a letdown. So if they don't win 30 letdown, but they just have to win the conference now to kind of make up for the exactly. letdown. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> I know it's a bye week, Colin, but where's your panic meter at? So, when you asked, I laughed whenever you brought this up, but you know, I was looking at Mason's stats last night, and you told me Mason's stats today. Yes, he's where he like ranked two hundred fifty-eight yards but, per game. But you told me like where he ranks in conference, and yeah. people are outperforming him. Yes, my panic meter is going to go up because of that. What was it last week? Do you remember? It was a seven. Seven. I think yours was a seven. I was a six. Something like that. It might have been an eight, and you were a seven. No, no, I wasn't at seven. I was not at a seven. I was at a six. Well, it's gonna go up. Okay, go ahead. To one above whatever it was last okay. week. Okay. <laughs> because, man, if Mason isn't able to have an actual, if Mason isn't able to be Mason because the talent around him's not good enough, we're gonna have some issues in conference. You can say that again. Yeah, I'm. I'm staying at a six, maybe a five. I might go down one. Cause how are you gonna go down? Like, how can you go down? I don't know. I, have, I just the I, team. This team has done nothing to show you that may, they are going to be. You know okay. why? I think I'm in denial. Everyone's in denial. I think I'm in denial. We've be, been in denial for three years, Bernie. But let me take it a step farther. I think I'm in denial because I don't believe that this team will actually lose to Southern Miss and go to two and four. Because if that happens. I did we believe that SMU was going to win worried. by as much as they did? No, but we're at week, we're at week six at this point. Did we believe that ACU was going to put up 31 points? I'm not saying it can't happen. No, no, no. I'm not saying they can't lose to Southern Miss because Southern Miss is probably going to be favored in this game. Like, Southern Miss is a good team. Yeah. Southern Miss is, might be the best team in Conference USA. That's a shame. I'm just saying, <laughs> when you look at the optics of this, going to two and four, that would be something. And that is something I haven't really fathomed yet because we everyone's just assuming that they're going to win exactly everyone kind of just assumed that oh this team will be like four and two heading into the back half of the year they could be two and four and even if they go five and one you're looking at a seven and five season that's and that's good. and not a conference championship and then a middling bowl game at least and maybe they'd win it. So that's, yes, that's exactly, <laughs> that's, that's good news. That is something nobody's talked about is that like, can we just get like not Utah State and and like win the bowl game? Everyone seems to overrate North Texas now, so, including us. I'm just saying, no, I'm just saying that it hasn't fully hit me that, that they could be two and four. And I don't want to think about that because it hasn't happened yet. It hasn't happened. And I think that surely Mason and Seth will beat Southern Miss, even though they're not going to be favored it's awful that you have to rely on just those two to, to, to get you a win exactly that, exactly Who else are, that's awful. we can throw trey in there we can throw trey in here uh that's it one of the davises no that's it ladarius maybe even though he's no no no, no. Down a little the, bit. The, he's not the, this defense is not going to win you games i don't know colin i'm still holding out hope that conference USA teams are just a full step down from Houston and SMU and everybody Oh, they else. definitely are. No, it might they be, are. It, it might be two full but steps. I just want it to be two, two <laughs> steps so that way North Texas can just be like, oh my gosh, we're not playing Houston for once in our lives. We can actually do what we want to do and we can win games like they did against UTSA, even though UTSA is the bottom of the barrel. I think that was kind of a, a realization they had like, wow, we're not going to be suffocated by Cal's defense this week. We're not going to be destroyed by James Prochet and Reggie Robertson. We're gonna actually be able to like have fun playing football and play teams at our level. I, I don't even That's know. the difference. We're, you have to hope that they're not on your level, though. They should be. North Texas, you, like I North said, Texas needs be. to look like world leaders in Conference USA for this season to be good. And I agree with that. But Southern Miss is probably the only team on the schedule besides maybe La Tech that can make them not look like world leaders. Okay. So, or should. Should make them not yeah. look like word So, so is is Southern Miss a must win game? Yeah. Shout out to NTSN for sending us this question. <sighs> I was gonna ask this question anyways, but we got to give him credit because he sent it. After everything I just said, <laughs> yes, 
North Texas has to beat Southern Miss, and it's. I'm gonna take it one step further. For a lot of reasons, is every game left on their schedule a must-win game? It's hard to no. say no. No, no, no. It's hard to say no. You can go six and one. You can go six and one in your final in these in these seven games. But you perception. just can't lose to no because you can win conference USA if you go six and one. But you have to beat Southern Miss or whoever's worse between La Tech and UAB. Or I'm sorry, whoever's better between La Tech and UAB. So you just have to lose the right game if that makes sense. You, you have to lose a close. We're at that point now. <laughs> you have to lose the well, right game. Nobody came in predicting them to go eight zero in conference play. I'm I didn't I no. No, I had them losing. I, to, so. I had them losing to Southern Miss. Yeah, I, a lot of people had them losing to Southern Miss. Now, I think Southern Miss differs from a lot of other games on the schedule because Southern Miss is probably if they beat North Texas, they're probably going to win the division. So North Texas has to win this game because this is, for lack of a better term, this is kind of the divisional championship. Even though La Tech is good and whatever, this could be the divisional championship. So you have to win this game. So this is why there's more emphasis on this game than there is on against uh, uh, UAB, who might be three and three heading into that last conference game or something like that, mm-hmm. or three and four heading into the last conference game. Like you can lose games against a middling team, like a Middle Tennessee. I think a Middle Tennessee loss wouldn't be the worst thing in the world because Middle Tennessee is in the other division, and if you beat everybody in your division, then it's like, all right, you have the tiebreakers, and you have at least. What are that? Six wins right there, or five wins, right? Six wins right there. Yeah. So that's all I'm trying to say is that I think that the Southern Miss game is pivotal because they're in your division. They're the other best team in the division, and you have to lose the right game. They should. Now, in theory, if they beat Southern Miss, they should go eight zero in conference play. They should win their last six games because mm-hmm. they're going to be better than everybody they play. But realistically, unless if this team is actually like what we expected them to be. That's not going to happen. They're going to lose a game at some point. Yeah. And it's just losing to a middling team and not... If La Tech is 5-0 and the week that they play them, and they're both teams are, let's say, 4-5-0, or and and they play, you can't lose that game, obviously. So it's losing the right game. So that's why I think this is a must-win. So you do not think that every game is a must-win? No. I think it depends. I will say most games... I'll say... How about this? I'll say every divisional game is a must-win. Is a must-win. Okay. Middle Tennessee... Is not a must win, and Charlotte is bordering a must win. Uh, they're pretty bad, so now, I feel like I feel like you have to say that's yes, a must yes, win. Probably yes, because if you lose to Charlotte, then you're probably gonna lose another one. But that's all I'm saying. So I'm gonna say yes, it's a must win. Okay, it's a good question though. Um, do you want to preview Southern Miss real, real quick? Yeah, sure. Already at what are we at? 34, 32, 33. Beautiful climb. Let's get an 11 minute preview and let's get out of here because the Cowboys are about to start. Not really. Yeah, there's, there's the while, while away. Well, I have to drive home. I Lions. need the Cowboys to be you never Packers think, big time. Yeah, I know. Lions are on a bye. Lucky. I know. Stafford's got to get that hip right, you know, to get that MVP season going. Good good throwing arm. I'm just saying, we can't lose back-to-back games. The I, 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 this is the only week that I'm rooting for the Cowboys, so. Hell yeah. All you right. my blessing. So let me summarize as, uh, Southern Miss in a few adjectives. They are going to be explosive and they're going to be good enough on defense. Now, I don't know if good enough is an adjective, but I'm going to make it an adjective. (laughs) So, on offense, above average, Jack Abraham is completing damn near 70% of his passes and he's completing and I think he, I believe he leads the the league in yards per game. That hurts. That just hurts me that Mason doesn't have it. Yeah, I think he is actually. He's at 1,500 yards and he's completed 100 passes. So his passes are going for 15 yards of reception. That's incredible. Um, but regard- And look, they've played good teams. They've played really good teams. they played Alabama and Mississippi State. That makes it And even, Troy. That makes it even worse. They and beat Troy. Troy. And they beat Troy. Um, North Texas fans now one thing I will Troy say. Game. One thing I will say is obviously when you play really good teams and you get behind, you have to throw the ball a lot. And maybe the other team takes their foot off the gas. So, like, every single team that North Texas has played that's been really good? Exactly. <laughs> and Mason still has worse numbers? But the, See, but the difference is those games were just close enough to where, Not like... Not at all. Houston was only up by two touchdowns in the in the third quarter. No one thought they were going to come back from it, did but they? But still, they had to keep their starters, and they still had to play okay, hard. Okay, SMU? 
SMU SMU kept the starters out there just for fun. But SMU even till midway in the third quarter. We're talking about Southern Miss versus Alabama. I understand. I'm just saying there there's obvious points to where the other team takes their foot off the gas and the offense has to clearly throw every single time. So that's where it comes into play. But still completing seventy percent of his passes is very, very, very impressive. For Jack Abraham player that we saw last year, we were like, hmm, that guy's all right. Like yeah. that guy's sixth or seventh. I probably had him ranked sixth or seventh entering the year in terms of quarterbacks in the Conference USA. And now he's leading the league in um yards per game and completion percentage. I need to see it with my own eyes. But he has weapons around him that can make plays. He has mm-hmm. Quez Watkins back. He has Jordan Mitchell. He has Jalen Adams. Three receivers that I could argue are better than the North Texas outside receivers, I'll say. Because I think the inside receivers from North Texas are great and are fantastic. But those three guys can all play. Quez Watkins is averaging 25 yards of reception. That's pretty good. That's incredible. Um, Jalen Adams, like there's there's not more to, there's not much more to say. Jalen Adams has 28 receptions. Uh, Jordan Mitchell has 22 receptions for three touchdowns. You look at those three guys. It's gonna be another test for the secondary, and I'm worried. Yeah, they're they're I'm right worried. now. Their grade is pretty bad, and they <laughs> for the for for every good offense they've faced. Yeah. Again, the hope is that. It's just a step down. That's all they need. They need a step down from Houston, a step down from SMU. They need it. They need it on that Cal level. And if they can get it on that Cal level, they'll have a chance. As far as like as far as offenses go, not defenses. Right, right. They don't want to face the Cal defense. That was not good. But regardless, but yeah, this team doesn't run the ball too much. Their leading rusher averages forty four yards per game on the ground. Again, that's because they've played Southern Mid- or I'm sorry, they've played Mississippi State and they've played uh, Alabama. Probably those two teams don't raise your averages, yeah, per se. But regardless, they um they don't they haven't had much success on the ground. I'll say, yeah, they've relied on Jack Abraham. They've relied on the receivers a lot. So the pass game is going to be huge for them. I think that the secondary is going to be tested to the max. They have to avoid. Dumb pass interference calls. They have to avoid, you know, getting gashed on simple plays. Mm-hmm. And they have to get off the field on third downs. Those are the three keys for them. And then up front, obviously, you want to get to the quarterback. Yeah. I think that the linebackers will take care of the run. Fine. I'm not too worried about... The, about as, I, I can't speak. I'm not too worried about Southern Miss running the ball too much, considering that their leading rusher has, in four games, totaled 176 yards. Yeah, Trey Sigger's like quad got percent. that in one game. Now, again, I just think I think the linebackers will be fine. I think the defense will be okay as long as they don't give up the big play. Yep, that's all. I, that's all I have to say about that. Um, what are we te- expecting from North Texas offense? Considering we expected coming into the year, we expected Southern Miss to have the best defense in Conference USA. They still have a good defense, but we can't really tell because they played Alabama and Mississippi State. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now when they played Troy, they gave up 42 points, I believe. Yeah. I think they won 45-42 or something like that. So mm-hmm. that's kind of promising. Yeah. They still have Rachim Booth. They still have um what's his Hemby? Uh Kyle, yeah, Kyle Hemby, uh Dio Thomas. So they have players, but I mean North Texas has players too. So it's kind of just like you know what it's, can it's, they? I feel like it's it, it's, got, it's going to be more about not how good Southern misses defenses because they're not going to be some amazing great defense. I mean, that, it's not going to be Houston. They, have, yeah, they haven't. Yeah, they haven't. This is going to be their second worst defense they face, probably third. Third. Sorry, I forgot about ECU. Yeah, yeah. But you know what I mean. And uh, it's going to be more about North Texas receivers being able to get open because they've been not doing that <laughs> um i think we saw for the first time against houston houston kind of played the run a little bit more and that kind of opened up mason had to throw the ball 55 times we i mentioned this on the last podcast i don't know what to expect now from conference usa defenses who are even more limited than houston mm-hmm. up front um i think if you're a defense you kind of have to you kind of have to play the run and just hope that jair short and deon Hare griffin don't beat you or Deontay Simpson doesn't beat you like which will they that's not about see and it's not about Mason Fine beating you per se because Mason Fine will find Michael Lawrence and Jalen Darden those guys will be there for him 
it's not giving up the 40 yard pass and it's not giving up the 20 yard pass even yeah to Jair Shorter like will Jair Shorter be able to make that play and beat the corner and catch a ball that's not easy mm-hmm. will be will he be able to make those plays in order to separate himself from Greg White yeah from other receivers right. that are average right now at the moment and they're young so who knows yeah. but you know I think that's what you have to rely on as a defense as Southern Miss is Okay, yeah, we're gonna try. To, we're gonna take away the run, and try to take away some of the inside receivers. You know, do what we can. But at the end of the day, I think Mason throwing the ball fifty-five times, you kind of have to do. I feel like you might be seeing it because Trey every Siggers, because Trey Siggers can run, run. Like, yeah, he 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 can. He will pop a run on you longer than twenty yards. Yeah, he can pop a twenty-plus yard run, and the likelihood of Mason find completing a pass twenty-plus yards is. Not not good. Not as good as yeah. it was entering the season. So I think that that's kind of the approach you have to take. I'm interested to see what Southern Miss does with considering that they do have talent yeah. on all three phases of, or all three levels. Mm-hmm. But what they actually are going to do, I don't know. And both teams are coming off buys. So I don't know if it's a, I don't know if that's a big deal. That I don't think so. Both teams had two weeks to prepare, Colin. You always hear that this team had two weeks to prepare for this team. Well, both teams have two weeks to prepare now. So who knows what we'll see. It's like one week. <laughs> I, I guess. Um, <laughs> I guess. I guess. Uh, we'll finish this up. Um, okay, well, let's do predictions first. Okay. Let's do predictions first because then I have one other small thing to talk about. Okay. All right, Colin, I have my pen and pad out. I feel like you never actually keep track of these. I know. I usually don't, but I don't know why. But go ahead. But let's write it down. Anyways. Because usually I change them. Let's go. Uh, mm. Now, again, Southern Miss is at home. Yep. North Texas yep. is traveling. Yep. 28-21 yep. um, North Texas. All right. Do we know what the line is? I don't think we know what the line is. Uh, let me see if there is one. I doubt there is going to be one. What do you think the line should be? How about that? It would be four and a half for Southern Miss. Ooh, that's high. I'd say the line, if I had to guess the line, I would say Southern Miss by one and a half. Let's see. And that's simply because they're at home and they're North Texas coming off a loss to uh, Houston. Um, My prediction is going to be, whew, damn, this is tough. North Texas, you know, man, I think it's going to be even low score, lower scoring of a game. Than 28-21? Yeah. Oh, man, that's that hurts. I think it could get some. I think we could see some ugly football playing, and that is going to be interesting because I don't know what to expect. But I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say 27. There is no line right now. Okay, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna say 27, 27-17. UNT. Okay. That's kind of a big point spread when you get to 10 points, but. I still think it'll be a one possession game for most of the game. And I think it'll be ugly at times. So I haven't looked at the weather yet, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's raining or something. Cause that's just kind of the game. I feel like it's Are should. we gonna go well, let's, let's let's do a couple over unders. Let's do a couple over unders. Okay. I already closed my laptop, but go ahead. That's okay. You have some in mind, obviously. Yeah. Throw some at me. Okay, so over under two hundred fifty passing yards for Mason. Gosh dang it. You ever thought we'd be here at this moment asking <laughs> over under two hundred fifty? He averages two hundred fifty eight <laughs> yards. Um over under 250 yards, that is difficult. Like I said, I don't know if they're going to have the big play that he needs to get there, break that open. Because if you complete 25 passes, you have to complete them all for 10 yards a pass, which is basically what he's averaging. Like, you have to complete 25 of those passes to get there. That's not easy. I, I'll Screen say, passes only get you too far. <laughs> I'm going to say over. I'm going to say over. I think one of them will pop for like okay. 60 yards. I'm going to say then, over as well. And then at that point, then you just have to get 190 yards for the rest of the game. I think he can do <laughs> that, it. That, that's that's Bruni's thing. All right. So if he well, just gets that's what happened against Cal. I know. Yeah. Jalen Darden pops a seventy-five yard one, and all right, numbers look a lot okay. Better. Over under, hundred yards for Trey Siggers. <laughs> Man, that's tough. Uh, I can't say over on both, can I? Because I you just, can. I just predicted twenty-seven points. So if they if they both go over, that would be something. Uh. Okay, here's the thing. Here, I'll actually give you an in-depth answer real quickly. I don't think the defense is going to force more than one turnover, 
And if they don't force more than one turnover, then they'll have a the offense will have a long field to work with. You know, they'll have to yeah. go like eighty yards every single time, mm-hmm. and they're not gonna score every single time. They'll just get you know thirty yards, forty yards mm-hmm. here there. I th- I'm gonna say over. I'm gonna say over, but not by much. I'll say he gets like one ten. On say I say he gets one ten on like sixteen, seventeen carries. So that's kind of that's like eight, seven yards a carry, six yards a carry. I'm gonna say over two by a lot. No. Okay. Not by a lot. I just, I just, this team, and when it's like, they need him. When they're in the red zone, it's just this team did not do that well. They need him. Yeah, they need him more to do than well. anything. Um, last over under. Okay, go ahead. I have. One <sighs> I don't want to say this. I have one for you. As over well. under. Does May? Okay, I guess it's not over over. More is Mason gonna have? What's more likely? One touchdown, two picks for Mason, or two touchdowns, one pick? Two touchdowns, one pick. Okay. Yeah. I don't think he throws more than one interception. Okay. Unless he, they're down and then he really has to start forcing it, then that would suck. That kind of is a question for like, do you think they're going to win or lose? Because if they win, he's going to throw two and one. Yeah. But if he loses, he's going to throw one and two. So I have a question real quick though. Over under three and a half sacks on Mason. On Mason? Yeah. Over. All right, that's crazy. Not at all. That's crazy. Not at all. They gave all. up five to SMU. They gave up like two to, two to who was it? S- no, not ACU. Uh, Cal. UTSA, they looked good. And then Houston, they looked like a. Okay, well, Cal was only bringing that was three bad. every time. Yes, I agree. So, they're it, not. I, I think it depends on what Southern Miss wants to do. But Southern, I know Miss Southern Miss is not. Talent. Southern Miss, everyone now has realized that these receivers, until they say otherwise, there's no reason why they shouldn't be putting more guys in the box. Yeah, because they don't need they don't need to have. I mean, you could you could do press coverage and have safeties come down against this team right now. <laughs> I mean, it's true. Yeah, Jair Shorter hasn't shown that he's able to blow the top off a defense. Yeah, he had the one reception, one touchdown reception on the side. Right. Hand, that was it. So I feel like Mason is going to have to. Man, it's just it's sad because we thought this line was going to be great and I just am imagining my head at him rolling out and just having nothing there because no one's open and then just having to either throw it out or he gets sacked yeah I'm going to say under I'll be an optimist I'll say under I think he goes to two how much I under get, do you actually think though like I think, three yeah, it's still under Colin <laughs> it's still under you said over I know I know I say under I think two or three is likely it's more, more, more likely I should say okay um, okay real quickly they uh, they opened up the indoor practice facility Colin mm-hmm do you think that here's an over under for you? Do you think the impact is overstated or understated? And I think I'll disagree with you on this, but go ahead. In in what am I? What is being overstated? The impact on what? The way they play? Everything. I mean, whether it's the way they play, whether it's uh, recruiting, whether oh it's no, I think perception. It's, I don't. Neither. You cannot answer that. Nope. Nope. I'm not taking that. Give me an answer. Over. Overhyped or what was it? What was what overhyped or underhyped? Understated or overstated? That's it. Do you think the impact is over and overstated or understated? I guess understated. Why is that, Colin? Because one, an indoor practice facility for a group of five team in Conference USA, you're going to be getting some great Conference USA <laughs> recruits. Um, I th- I think on the team you might just be less tired because there's not <laughs> as much heat. But like, I think the big thing is recruiting and like optics and perception yes. of, of the way the program is and the exactly. facilities. But in terms of on-field play, I don't really think it makes yeah, a difference. I agree. Um, I'll say understated as well just for the reasons you said. But one thing I did find funny is uh, – or one thing I kind of find – I don't know if it's funny or sad. I don't know. But there's at least like 10 or 12 high schools in the area that have an indoor practice McKinney facility. High School, who, where I went, has an indoor practice yes, facility. Yes, there's so many indoor practice facilities for high school. It's kind of made me think like – why is why is this just now happening? Like it's interesting so many because a lot of happen. colleges don't do it. I feel like it. Okay, well every Power Five has it. Well, of course, but I'm saying group, group of five, five level. Yeah, group it's of kind five of, level. It's kind of hit or miss. I feel, yeah, and it feels kind of essential. Obviously, it? they're not like hundred and something million. I don't even know how much. How much was the indoor? I don't facility? 60, 60 I Okay, whatever it is, high school ones aren't that good. I mean, it's yeah, a field with exactly. like some makeshift dome, exactly. basically. And this it. is nicer than a high school one, right. for the most part. Obviously, there are some crazy high school yeah, ones like out Allen, there. Allen, who knows what they have? Yeah, I don't even want but, to think about it. But, um, I still think this was kind of something that you need to have at this point, right? Yeah, I feel like it, honestly, every team needs to have one at this point. I mean, it's not like you're not living in 
the 50s and 60s where you, you can't afford anything. I mean, this, it's not like football yeah. programs, wherever they are, are making money. So, so much money. Yeah. So much money. I mean, literally the only thing that the universe, it's like all most of the money. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, I just thought that was interesting. I think that I th- I'm glad it's finally here. It was supposed too. to be here damn near two months ago. But it's here. Hey, they got it. Hey, maybe you know, maybe Mason Mason will be looser now. You know, won't be as cramped up. Be able to run faster in the air conditioning. Yeah, he'll be able to run faster. You know, I still think. Okay, here's. I we need to end this podcast, but <laughs> one thing I'll ask real quickly: when it's cold outside, we're not we're not in a, in we're not football players, but theoretically, when it's cold outside, we need to call someone and ask them. But when it is going to be, let's say, thirty degrees, thirty to forty degrees outside, do you think they should practice outside, Colin? Or practice inside. Inside's fine, I guess. See, but is it con? See, the difference between... There's there's two different types of cold. You got just cold air, and then you got, like, rainy cold. Well, I'm just saying, like, they're going to play games... Like, with snow? Is that what you're saying? I'm saying in, like, November, they'll play... They have, like, two or three games in November. But that's just, that's just cold air. No, your body will warm up. You're fine. Um... All right, well that's all I had, Colin. I don't know. Should we call? Should we call someone? Should we call Mike? Uh, will he answer? I don't know if he'll answer. I don't really want to test it. <laughs> Friend of the pod, Mike Law. What do you think, Colin? I th- we'll save him for for a win. Save him for a win. Save him it's for off a, a bye week. I mean, how much more do we have to save him for? Save him for the southern after the. He's gonna have a big game. He's gonna have a big game. All right, we'll save him for that. Mike Law in the next podcast, half guaranteed. <laughs> we, even though we guaranteed guests on this podcast yeah that kind of fell through it did fall through we, we had a plan it, though or we we did, unless we did. I can call him real quick on. okay do it no, I just I just press FaceTime <laughs> hey <laughs> hey Mike <laughs> just in Colin's room <laughs> yeah just just in Colin's room it was Mike's birthday yesterday did you tell him happy birthday no feels weird I'm gonna give it one more ring that's it that's all we're doing He's not answering. Hang He's, up. Damn, I just want to tell him happy birthday. Okay, Colin. That's all we had for this <laughs> week. Answers. What's up? Hey, Mike. Happy birthday. Hangs up. <laughs> <laughs> and that was his appearance in the podcast. And there you go. Friend of the show, Mike. Friend of the pod, I should say. Mike Law. Um, yeah, that's all we have for this week. Keep it short. Keep it simple. We're looking forward to Saturday's game against Southern Miss. I don't know what time it's at. I think it's in the afternoon. Oh, Who knows? Yeah. I'll, I'll post a lot of stuff about it throughout the week um regardless follow us on soundcloud and apple at bruni's breakdown podcast leave us a rating five stars only please and thank you um we're looking forward to this game we hope you do the same uh if you disagree with us let us know respectfully of course uh, for colin mitchell matthew bruni subscribe to mean green 247.com please and thank you take advantage of this special last plug before we're out of here so y'all have a great week and we'll talk to y'all later